Experience worship. True worship. Experience the word. Bringing you wholeness. Experience the warmth of fellowship. Experience wholeness at Lighthouse. Join us every Sunday and Wednesday at the Lighthouse. House 7, Plot 2 Stroke 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. Visit our website at www.lighthousenergy.org or contact us at info at lighthousenergy.org. The Lighthouse, lighting your pathway to destiny. Uh, so we are shifting from, we are not shifting, we are still continuing, but we are shifting into uh, the kingdom wealth. And before we start this series of teachings tonight, uh, I said something on Sunday that I want to start this teaching with. The fact that if you look at from the Bible, really, if you look at how the world runs, at the cycle of every 40 years, something new happens something new. So um, we ended one at 2020. was very significant with COVID. Things um, opened up, I think 2021, 2022. Uh, for some people, is this 2023 that they are trying to get back into full swing. You know, that 2021, 2021, 2022 left many businesses, uh, especially the young ones, uh, it left them in a, sta- in a space that wasn't desired al- al- at all. Even the older ones, some businesses just had to shed off uh, what is regarded as weight of human capacity. But here we, have, we are back on track. And I want us to start by looking at what God has intention. Um, God is interested in the whole universe. God has a system uh, that governs this universe. But the interesting thing is that that system belongs to Zion. I don't know how many of you uh, watch Platform on the 1st of May, uh, that program that speaks to nation building. Uh, If you really look at or hear the sessions, you see how uh, people are tilting towards faith, what faith can do. In the role of nation building. And it's not by, it's not an accident. It's not an accident that you and I are living at this moment. God has an agenda for the whole universe. And the church must be aware. God wants to raise new businesses. He wants to strengthen the existing one in our heads. Why? To be able to, that our own needs will be met. Not, maybe not at all. I give us the reason, some cogent reason in the mind of God as we start out laying this foundation. So we need to be sensitive. Uh, we need to be aware of what God is doing. Um, people who have uh, flair for engineering, uh, people who have flair for tech, people who have flair for medicine, or medicine, as, in, as it's called, people who have flair for businesses should get ready. Should get ready. And this is what the Holy Spirit is saying, that we should live to large-scale economy. So if you run a business at the moment, uh, you're an entrepreneur, though the beginning may be small, but the vision that you must begin to see is that there is room for more. There is room for expansion. There is room for increase. And it takes us. Subsistence means the business that people just do to be able to survive. God wants us to live beyond that. He wants us to be able to produce things for a whole generation. He wants us to be able to give services. Services that will help humanity as it were. The world is moving, but it's moving at a pace that there are not enough producers What we have most of the time is consumer. I mean, as I'm standing before you tonight, if you look at me, 
I am dressed up. But someone made my shirt, someone made my belt, someone made my shoe, someone made uh, everything, uh, probably wearing my glasses. They are called the brain children of people. But God is calling us, especially Zion, because he said we can see. He's calling us to that place where we also begin to produce brain children. Can I have an amen tonight? So I, I want your heart to be enlarged. It's beyond just having naira and cover or pound sterling or dollars or euro in your pocket. It's beyond having to grow your own personal economy and then we can say you are a millionaire or you are a billionaire. We can put you on all the faces of the magazine that they agrees to be. It's beyond that. It's beyond that. God has an agenda for planet Earth. And that agenda, I mean, is stir up. In the next two, three years, we get it stable. And then the next 35 years, if it tarries in his coming, we begin to make significant impact. I said at the cycle of every 40 years, something new breaks loose on planet Earth. Can I have an amen tonight? So God has principles for wealth. That's where I want to start laying the foundation. And what, when we talked about the word, use the word principle, what does it mean? Oxford Dictionary defined it this way. It said, a fundamental truth, a fundamental truth or proposition which serves as the foundation for a system of belief, behavior, and fear dealing. A proposition, fundamental truth, I love the use of that word fundamental truth or a proposition which means if you follow this this is the end result it's a predictable end a proposition which serves as the foundation for a system of belief behavior and fear dealing for a system of belief behavior and fear dealings Principle also means comprehensive and fundamental laws. Comprehensive? In other words, you can refer to it. So, I believe one of the things God is going to be doing, people are going to give us templates to follow. In spheres of life. I mean, there is, as we speak, there is a certain way people run real estate business. But when we give ourselves to what God is saying at this hour, it's sheer secret. We can have housing system that is cheaper, that is affordable for the benefit of all. Did you get my gist? We can have cars. If your intention is to produce something that will benefit humanity, we can have cars that are cheap, that are affordable, that are durable, and people can have benefit for it. I don't know if you, I mean, Ford has, is a major car in the United States. But when you hear the story of Ford, I mean, that when Ford had to even partner with people, or rather, he started the business, people were interested. I mean, everybody was curious in that generation that cars can be, can be made. But there was something in his heart as a visionary. So, I'm also saying that, that part of the things God is preparing us to move into is to become visionary businessmen and women. Visionary business, businessmen and women. It's also very critical. A lot of the times, what we have finally, I mean, in Nigeria now, you can count on your, on your, on your hands. The richest are wealthiest, no, the richest, not the wealthiest. Few people are wealthy. But many people are rich. And you can, create, uh, you can create prosperity for people out of riches, which is most, what most people do by employing them, by increasing their own level of production. But wealth, like you will hear as I start tonight, is not everybody who really have access to it. Some people try, but they try through diabolical means. But we can see what the hand will be. Is it that they are wealthy? They don't have a family, stable family? Is it that 
some part of their lives we can only emulate, but the other parts you don't want to touch it with a long pole. And we even have proverbs all around here. They said the bottom of wealth has smelly smelly of it. I don't know how to how to say that in English. So well, thank God for for your life. That's why you are here. Together, praise the Lord. And some people are already helping me online now, too. You already know what I wanted to say. So, principles are in the literal um, dictionary a fundamental truth. They are proposition which serves as the foundation for a system of belief, behavior, and fear dealing. Principles are comprehensive and fundamental laws. And if you put that in the context of the Bible, you are not far from that truth. The scripture, all scripture, is given by the inspiration of God. And it is profitable. There is no loss in any scripture. Whether it's Hold, whether it's Silent Year, or the New Testament. Scripture are given. They are given to us. And it's profitable. The Bible talks it's profitable for teaching, for instruction, for in righteousness, that the man of God, you and I, we may be thoroughly furnished unto every good works. Ephesians 2.10 says, We are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, unto good works, and then he says, which God has prepared in advance for us to do. So we can say that the scripture is given by God to us as our fundamental truth, as the foundation for our system of belief, and can inform our own behavior, and can help us to build a society that is full of fear dealing. Can I have an amen tonight? So, certain mind shift as we start out of this conversation. I call it conversation because I believe God is going to help us really uh, to touch on areas that ordinarily, and one thing I want you and I to do, um, please forget my manner, but one thing I really, really want us to do, can we do a moment of, um, um, what is it called? Try to, um, to detoxify uh, uh, ourselves from everything we know or we've had about the subject of wealth and God's kingdom. So that we can embrace, I mean, all, all we are going to do through this series, they are not new things. But we can embrace it with a new mindset. Praise God. Praise God. I don't know what, whether you know, because of the pressure from 2020, 2021, 2022, some of our brethren are joining courts. And you see, when we fail in the day of adversity, it means our strength is small. So, number one mind shift that you and I must wrap our minds about is that, number one, all wealth comes from God. But you will understand me shortly. Because you probably know people who have become wealthy by diabolical means. All wealth comes from God. All wealth comes from God. So, what does that statement mean? It means all that we can see in heaven, here on the heart, under the heart belongs to God. Psalm 24 verse 1, that's the scripture. The heart is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Psalm 24 verse 1. Can you see? It said God claims the world. That's this translation. But the heart is the Lord. The heart is the Lord. And all its fullness. Whether there are things that we can see, animals, see, uh, vegetation, the heart is the Lord. If I want to do furniture now, I have to go into the trees to cut down trees, isn't it? If I want to feed the whole nation, I have to plant my seeds in the soil. So everything we can see belongs to God. The heart 
is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Everything we see secondly honors God. And you see, by the time we are true tonight, you will now know the difference. So, if somebody does not recognize that the all wealth comes from God, that it belongs to God, he will seek for alternative means. If somebody does not understand that all these wealth were created to honor God, he will also seek for another means. I mean, we have people who are self-made, but we know that it's a misappropriation of parity. Because nobody, whether you like it or not, even basic economic factors tell us that what do we do in business? We put land, capital, labor together to produce something. Can I have an amen tonight? Nobody has their own soil. Nobody, I mean, even if I own all the planes that flies across the world, I need the tarmac. So what I'm saying is that everything literally belongs to God. He owns everything. And that should also give us, for those of us who are in the kingdom, it means if he owns everything and we acknowledge it and we honor him, there will not be any occasion where we feel stuck. There will not be any occasion for struggling. I don't know if you, if you are getting my foundation tonight. So the heart is the Lord's. And the fullness thereof. Samuel Ajay Crowder translation says, Ti oluwa ni ile, ati ekunre, ati gbogbo awon ti o tedo sinu re. What that means? Oh, okay. Ati awon ti o tedo. I got it now. Don't. Ati aye ati ekunre, aye ati ekunre, ati awon ti o tedo sinu re. It means if you acknowledge that and you are running a business. There is no way your business can get into. As long that there are people there. And I'm saying that so that we can also begin to expand our mind. In our own continent here, there is someone who makes salt. Literally all over Africa, people use this salt. There's someone who makes cement. Literally all over Africa where they still do construction, they use the cement. So we can begin to expand. And we need more of such people. Because what they are producing is not enough for the whole world or the whole heart as it were. Can I have an amen tonight? So the heart is the Lord and the fullness thereof. And then it means all word comes from him means it belongs to God. And then we must honor him with it. Deuteronomy 8.18 gives us an understanding. He said, he is the Lord who gives us strength, the power to get. So the power to get is not in government. The power to get is not in our individual family, network or network. The power to get is not in any occultic power. God is the one. That's why he says we must honor him. You will remember the Lord your God, for it is he. Because he would have just said, you will remember your nation, for it is through their policies that you get wet. No. God is the one who gives power to get. Jesus says something in John 3, 34. No one can receive anything except it is given to him from above. That business idea is given to you from above. If you don't have any at, at the moment, open your heart to this series. There must be something that must bless this generation that is coming out of your loins after this teaching experience. Can I have an amen? amen. So, honors God. And then there is something that is synonymous with wealth. is blessing. Not blessings. Blessing. Blessing. In Proverbs 10, 22, it gives us an insight. It says the blessing of the Lord the power released by God, the sovereignty of God, what makes God to be God when he backs a man. He said the blessing, the blessing of the, no, it's 1022, the blessings of the Lord, the blessing of the Lord makes rich. It makes rich. It gives us strength or power to get where. So the blessing, not blessings. If you have the blessing, you can reproduce the blessings. So, that power 
domicile with God. If you know any reasonable Abalis, if we say Lagbara alone, Ashe, because they recognize that there is a power that controls both the visible and the invisible. Can I have an amen tonight? Yeah. So, when you and I, the first mission is for you and I to accept that wealth is God's, not ours. Wealth is God's, not ours. So, even today, whatever you are privileged to give out, in terms of goods, if you are an entrepreneur, or in terms of service, you are offering your professional service, and then you have something in return, the honor eh, is God. The power, the strength, the ability, the skill, proficiency to get whatever you get in exchange for your service, whether professionally or business-wide, comes from God. That's the first thing we must all recognize. You see, if you understand that, my brothers, my sister, there is no hand that God can increase your life in whatever you lay your hands to do. Because he said he will bless the works of your hand. There must be that acknowledgement. Can I have an amen? I'm praying that the Lord will lead us because myself, I, I, I see myself expanding into something new. So that's number one mind shift that we must have. All wealth comes from God. The second mind shift is that we need God's wisdom to manage his wealth. We need his wisdom. We need his wisdom. We need his wisdom. Have you heard this saying that say that the things that change people's, I mean, we, we started from, from defining what principles are behavior and fear dealing and then belief. Have you seen people when money gets into their hands, it actually amplifies their real character? They forget God, they speak down on other people, they speak down on authority. Some people will even boast, I can kill you and nothing will happen. And what do we say in response when we hear this thing? We say, this one is money misrule. Because they never understood the, that we need God's wisdom. Money is good. Money is well. But just like God has the ultimate power to give wealth, mammon has also hidden behind the system of this, year, of this world and can enter into somebody. The Bible talked about Jesus. I was reading this a few days ago. The Bible says while they were having the communion, Satan entered into the heart of Judas. And what he thought is to sell out. So when you don't know the purpose of money, mammon can enter into you and you can misbehave. The reason why I'm bringing in money into wealth creation is because that is man's means of exchange of goods and services. Can I have an amen tonight? So, that's the second thing. We need God's wisdom. And for the believer in Christ who understand that wealth, all wealth comes from God, we, we are better equipped. We are better equipped. We have the Holy Spirit to teach us. So, we are better equipped to manage the wealth of God's kingdom. How are we equipped? We have the word of God. That's one. Number two, we have the Holy Spirit. Number three, we have the voice of God to live our lives aligned to the wealth, the terms of his wealth. The terms. We are in the Federal Republic of Nigeria. Some people are in the United Kingdom. Even the names differ. Some other people are in the United States of America. Some other people are in the Caribbean. But there are rules, there are principles that guide each place. There are things you can do in Nigeria that you can't do elsewhere. There are things you can do in the United Kingdom that are not universal. And when people begin to go against that rule, you are called to order. That's why they have principle of fear delay. Justice is introduced to keep people within the boundaries. In God's kingdom, there is the kingdom world. You can prosper outside God because you can still utilize is what he has made. And then use it, principle of just being smart and you can get things. 
But the principle that acknowledge that God is the source puts you on a pedestrian to honor him, puts you on a pedestrian to know that you need his wisdom to be able to manage things. As we speak, if you are a CEO, you need the wisdom of God. Because the tendency is that you are, you are like holy law. You can speak. You can fire. You can unfire. You can speak down on men. And we see it in the workplace. Why? Because somebody is just the team lead. And it's a privileged position. And they think they can speak down on every other person. But you see, in honoring God, is that even though he's increasing us, we can still see the image and likeness of God in other people. There is nothing any one of us has that we have not received from above. And if we have received it, Paul says we should not pretend. It's the blessing of the Lord that makes one rich. Rich not in terms of money, that makes you, that promotes you into that elevated position, that gives you a place of influence, that gives you a place of power. And he said he had no sorrow. Which means when we understand how this blessing works, our families will be intact. When we understand how it works, we will not be under stress. When we understand how it works, we will not die young. When we understand how it because you see, the blessing of the Lord makes rich. Every other area of our life is affected by that blessing. Can I have an amen? And number three, mind shift that we must develop is that God created a wealth generating system. We use the word today, ecosystem. God has his own ecosystem. He has his own ecosystem where his blessings flow. That's why he's called the El Shaddai, the all-sufficient one, the big-breasted one. In his ecosystem, you can be an engineer and prosper. You can be a doctor and prosper. You can be a preacher and prosper. You can be a student and prosper. That's the God kind of ecosystem. Is the big-breasted one. You can drink and he never gets exhausted. There are new innovations that is coming upon us in this cycle of 40 years. There are new development. There are new, new way of living. We are talking about energy. We are talking about all the things that we are talking about. I believe God is ready to outpour himself upon willing vessel who will be able to help us design the future as it were. Can I have an amen tonight? So I want your heart to expand. It goes beyond this room. It goes beyond this city. It goes beyond this nation. So God has created a web generating system for the believers in him. So tonight, as we start out, I want, us, I want to show us eight keys to that system. Eight keys to God's ecosystem. If I don't finish it, we will continue. So, but it's eight. You know, I've said it. God has created a wealth generating system that cannot fail. Let me put that caveat to you. It cannot fail. Money can fail. Can I have an amen? People can fail. Businesses can fail. But God's ecosystem of economy, it doesn't fail. When businesses fail, what do they do for those of you who are in business? You do an appraiser. Why did he fail? What were the things that made this happen? And then you do, uh, in fact, these days, you hear about business re-engineering. But in the place of that, the principle of God concerning starting a business, running a business, uh, nurturing a business, maintaining a business, it does not fail. So that's why you must have heard this, that failure is just an event. But the principle to run things still remains the same. That's why he says in John 8, 22, not John 8, Genesis 8, 22, he said, as long as this heart, because it belongs to him, as long as this heart remains, the seed when you are starting out, the time that you used in growing in, and then the harvest, it will not cease. It's a principle. It's a fundamental truth. It does not fail. Can I have an Amen. That's my new way of getting response. Can I have an amen? amen? Amen means it is done. It means it is so. Amen. 
Glory to Jesus. So, God's, God has created a wealth generating system that cannot fail. The question tonight is that are we working or are we operating in that system? I ask that question to those who are online. Can I begin to, to say something? First, number one, money answers everything. Don't be deceitful. No, no, it's not the key. I've not started on the keys. I'm just doing preamble to the keys. I'm not sure I will do the keys then because I, I, I looked at my time. I don't want to rush anything in this series. I've, I've told myself, if we don't, I, I must change. I don't know about you. I must change. And I'm already experiencing the change inside out. I'm already, my heart is expanded for increase. I'm not talking about numerical growth. I'm talking about things that we can do to affect the nations. Can I have an amen? I said, can I have an amen? So I've not started the key. Let me do the preamble. I may just end and using 20 minutes to do the preamble. I've been warned in recent times that I'm the one keeping you in services. So let me just, uh, is, is, uh, evening service is short message. If, if it's not short message, it's the pastor and his family who will share the grace. Praise God. So this is one of the mind shifts. I, I, I just switched notes. So let me do it here. Money answers everything. I know that statement. Your first reaction is, I mean, for many Christians, you say, oh, this guy is Kana. Or this guy doesn't, is living his life outside biblical values. No. There is a direct scripture. In Ecclesiastes 10, 19. Let's read it together. Ecclesiastes 10, 19. You know, like I said, I said jettison, all of us will have to jettison what we've been taught. Can we read together one? So when people do party, what is the end point? Laughter. Everybody, everybody rejoices. I don't, I've never seen anybody run a party and they arrange table, they have food, they have everything, and then you open that door and everybody is like that. No. When there is a feast, it is made for what? Laughter. I wonder how we hear ourselves in party because everybody's just talk. And then music is blaring. Why? The feast is made for what? And then wine is made for what? But. I, I don't speak too much English. But when you do but, in the midst of other sentences, it means pause and listen. Because there is an emphasis here. But what? I know we've been taught that he answers everything in the places that he answers everything. He answers everything in every place. When you have money, you have choices. You have choices. You have choices. You have choices. If I have more than enough as I'm standing in front of you, there are many things I want to do. So, what does this scripture mean? It means money is an essential thing in this life. Yeah. God bless who said that. Yeah. Yeah. It's an essential thing. I don't know if you find yourself in a position where you need to do medium of exchange and you are incapable. How do you feel? So, to desire it, alongside with wealth creation, it is not selfish. It is not kana. It is not. I know we have been taught, including myself, that when you don't have it, it's a sign of spirituality. It's called piety. It's not even a sign of contentment. Some people say, I don't want it. I just want to go to heaven and meet my Savior. While you are still waiting, have money. Have money. Even if you are saying, like we've had, 
All I want to do is to just walk the street, evangelize, which doesn't take real money. But you still need provision for your food, for your clothing, and for your shelter. If you walk the street of Ojodu and preach from morning till evening, and at night you are sleeping underwear, a mosquito will not allow you to sleep. You can't preach tomorrow. No, we need money. I believe every missionary should live well. I believe those who are representing us, you can't go to that village, but I believe if anyone gets to that village, they should know the house of a missionary. And you know, I don't know where we got all this in. In, in the interiors, they have what is called what? The mission house. It's a sending house. If a visitor comes and they don't have any place to live, they send them to the mission house. So the mission house must be a mission house. A mission house is a sending station. So even if I can't go, our money should go. You know, I'm beginning to expand your mind because we will get into the reason why we must create wealth. There are three fundamental reasons why we must create wealth. I'll end with the three. Yeah, so we start with the principle next week, Wednesday. I won't lump the teaching. I'll do another thing on Sunday. What are the three fundamental reasons why we must create wealth? Number one, to fund kingdom work. To fund kingdom work. There is a ministry, one of our leading ministries in Nigeria. As far as I was a toddler, they were the one. They started what I look like, satellite TV. Today, as we speak, they hold that same crusade. But the man standing at one location, that crusade is transmitted into how many languages of the world? You think that is just to Allah, to Allah, to Allah by the Spirit? And they do this crusade in succession. That's multi-billion naira crusades. They don't do it for one day or a few hours. And in all those crusades, they feed people. What goes into the logistics alone, you don't want to hear. It's not just putting people together. To fund the gospel. You see, as a Christian, if that is your number one reason for wanting to create wealth, get ready for God. Get ready. You don't hear them praying at such circles. They don't pray about getting a car, getting it. Because people have lived past that. What their heart desire is, what is God doing for planet heart? So I, I, I'm... This is our way to expand ourselves. If my reason for wanting to create wealth is to have fine clothes, build godly houses, I will never live life optimally like that because I will keep buying houses that I won't live in. And can you see how money means road sometimes? I will just be using God's wealth to do what is not. I teach on contentment in one of these series. We're talking about something today. I'm not saying that should happen to you. If you want to buy cars, buy cars. We're talking about something while we are coming. Do you know that Toyota cars were made to last for you to ride them uh, 500,000 miles? And if you use any Toyota car, we are just calculating it this morning while we are coming to the office. They said if you can be doing your maintenance work very well, 
is built, an average car is just one, by the time they are 100, 200, people throw them away. And I want to just expand your mind. Go and look at the people who are very rich in our world. The billionaire. that's the kind of, they have those cars that they use. Some use 1999 kind of modern car. They just have a seat. Because they know. Any car, you know, you know, these days social media has spoiled all of us. So you just see all those cars lined up in somebody's garage and all that. And then the Christian, including the Christian, your motivation is that, ah, when God answers my own prayer, I will surpass this thing. You can't get into realm of wealth that way. When we just live in riches, that's the cap. We cap it there. Riches, prosperity, then wealth. Three levels. Riches, you are able to maintain, pay your bills. Prosperity, you are able to do things of one, two, three around you. Wealth, you are able to create something for humanity. This is quiet. So, to fund God's work, you know what we have as mandate? Proverbs, um, I said Matthew 28. Verses 18 to 20. So, if my reason for wanting to get wealthy is to go into all the world and preach the gospel, then I should get ready for God's kind of wealth. Second reason, to provide wealth. You know that God's, God's his own needs must be met first. So, what is the second reason for wanting to get wealthy? To provide wealth for your own household. To provide wealth for your own household. And please understand, every one of us here who have families or who intend to have family, that is a job description for you. To provide wealth. It is not my family, my nucleus family, to be providing for me. I've married. I'm supposed to provide for my own family. That's why Paul had to write, 1 Timothy 5, 8. Whoever will not provide for his own family is worse than somebody who does not believe. Whoever. And then in another place, whoever will not walk, I will teach on walk too. Whoever will not walk, let him not heal. He said we have some disorderly brothers among you. So to provide is your duty. It is my duty. Number three reason why we must create wealth or we need to create wealth, which must be our motivation, is to subdue the art. To subdue the art. In Genesis 1, 26 to 28, he said, let us make man in our own image, in our own likeness, and let them have. It's not God who is going to have. The man that he has created with his own capacity, with his own ability, the same thing that makes him God, that makes him sovereign God. He said, let them have dominion. And you can see it over, over, over. And then, because the heart is the Lord's, eh? and the fullness thereof, so man became God's steward here. We do not own anything. In Psalm 115, Verses, um, what, what verse is that verse now? Psalm 115, verse 16. He said, The heavens, and you see how he also made the boundaries, the heaven, even the heavens and the laws, but the heart, he made it. Genesis 1. But he made man to become what? The steward of the heart. So, give my motivation, your motivation, if is to is to subdue the heart. In other words, to exercise our dominion on the heart, then we must be controlling most of the resources. And I have an amen tonight. So, if I drive around Lagos and I see an immoral immorality posted on billboard, I should not just talk. I should have a billboard. 
That's, that's the way these things work. And I'm expanding your, your, if you see anything on TV that is not right, let's, I mean, put, and where he has put you is in the sphere of media, put out your own content. Let's match it. Camera ca- for camera, station per station, and let's see. So, by us doing that, taking that space, even if that is the motivation we want to have well, we must get ready because we must exercise dominion. No matter how dark it is, introduction of light, we always dissipate darkness. Can I have an amen tonight? So, housing is a major problem in Lagos. Rent is, is not to be talked about. So let's begin to have dominion is to own the land and then build property that is affordable. That's the only way to crash the property market. But as long as you have the bourgeois, uh, the capitalists in control of anything, we don't have the dominion. So we don't have the voice. If you see any mag- magazine that is offensive, let's create one. That's how to subdue the heart. And you know, the devil has confused and convinced many people never to discuss money. No, yet often, the people who don't want us to discuss money, they go to work. They work themselves out, 80 hours per week, looking for every cent that they can get. No, let's, we must start talking about it. We must. We must. We must. And you know, we don't, they ask us not to talk about the money. They ask us not to become active player. Yet, the people of faith are looking for one miracle to happen. As if money will just follow me. Miracles follow me. Money follow me. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work. It wasn't work. A man just turned 70 in our nation, and they were talking about him on TV yesterday. He doesn't sleep more than two, three hours in a day. And this man, and they said something that really caught my attention. They said he has single-handedly. So that's the power of a self-made man. He laid cable in the seed of Atlantic Ocean from Europe to, to here. So you can see banks, he owns them, shares, majority share. So he has the voice, he has the influence, he has the power. If he sneezes, everything catches cold. They said if he has bad day, you are just wasting your time because except you are just his friend, the best you can get is water being served to you. You may say he's stingy, but hey, how much more? Eh? The children of life. Can, I mean, if people can use their human minds and can, can build stuff like that. In fact, Genesis 11 tells, tells us that the power of the mind so working that man wants to build to reach God. To fulfill their self-desire and ambition. It's not bad. But like I said, we must just learn to honor God. Let me just wrap this up for today. Let me wrap it up for today. Please, those three fundamental reasons is why we must create wealth. Number one, to fund God's work, kingdom work. You see, if you have that perspective, so the next time you hear that a uh, rain carry a church somewhere, you shouldn't be thinking. And then somebody is saying, so, 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 you, your mind should not venture. They are about to chop my money again. I'm not. Mm-mm. You know that today, some believers have money. Once they make an offering or raise a pledge in churches, they disappear. They travel. And it's when they now realize that that thing is, you're just shortchanging yourself. Because for every opportunity that you have as a kingdom wealth person to sow, God doesn't hold. He's not, God doesn't do after 20 or 30 days for a paycheck. Everything we have, our lives, the strength, the offering of the goods and services belongs to him. And once you can get on his plane, the more he can trust you, the more he opens up opportunity for you, the more dominion you are able to take for him. Can I have an amen tonight? So, so fund God's work to provide well for your own household. 
than to subdue the heart. And I think a lot of that is going to happen in this cycle of 40 years. We will align our thinking about wealth with God and we will operate with this system. If you are ready for a change, please, we will continue with those eight principles next week. Change. Change. Let's change our mind. Let's change our perspective. God is not Nigeria. God is not IMF. God is not WHO. God is the owner of the universe. And what God is looking for each time is people we partner with him. People we operate in his principle. And he has made it clear for us. He said, if my own people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray. Because in the place of prayer, he beats some of the things that are taking men away from him. He beats it out of us. And then we can see things in a good perspective. And he can use us to be a blessing in our generation. I pray for everyone tonight that the grace that is in our Lord Jesus Christ, that grace that though he was rich was made poor for our sake, and that through his poverty we might become rich. That grace, Lord, not only flow, we get further understanding of that grace. And we position ourselves to be used as a blessing in our generation. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We will not be given to greed. We will not be given to covetousness. But we will always know that you are the source of wealth. And we will honor you with everything that we have so that we can be an instrument of dominion in your hand for our generation. Thank you for your blessing over us. As we sleep, our sleep shall be a refreshing one. Thank you for your glory over this series. Thank you for using it to raise, Lord, financial wealth uh, creator for your kingdom. We give you praise for stewardship pattern that will be passed to everyone in Jesus' precious name. Amen. God bless you. Have a lovely evening. This message is brought to you by Lighthouse Christian Outreach Center. The Lighthouse, House 7, Plot 2, Slash 3, Kudrata Biola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. For inquiries, please log on to www.lighthousenergy.org for more.